Hello and welcome to No Applause, Just a Clap. I'm Doug, with me is Deb. Hello. And we're recording in a new clap cave, so hopefully this turns out alright. I feel like now that it's been remodeled and has kind of a different clientele, this is less of a clap cave than it was before, but it's mostly because I remember 21-year-olds drinking their fucking faces off and doing stupid shit here. So a lot of them probably got the clap in their cave. I was more implying that they have a new... Speaker outlay, and we're right underneath one. Uh, unfortunately, can't find a dead spot in the music, so. You know what? We're still trying to find a new home. Let's just be happy we're actually making a decision to record every month and Absolutely. see how it goes. I completely agree. So, uh, what's on the whiteboard? Let's. Uh, do you well, want to leave? Many things. I do, because it's the oldest one that we haven't talked about yet. I want to talk about Joker. I, I do really want to talk about like Joker. I, said, I wanted to talk about it last time. Oh, okay. And Joker actually brings up another subtopic, but let's talk about Joker first. Uh, bleak is the first word that comes to mind. Yes, but did you like it? I did. Uh, it wasn't what I expected. And I'm I went not... in with no expectations, which I think is the smart thing to do. Yeah, but I... I knew it was going to be about mental illness. I knew it wasn't going to be a comic book movie. Um, but to have it be as bleak and... I, I'm sorry, I thought it was paced poorly. Especially the third act. The, it, the third act was It goes so from like uneven. zero to a hundred. It was like slow burn, slow burn, I, slow I burn, slow like burn. Boom, he fucking kills a fat be, guy and then shoots De Niro. It does have a little bit of a reference to mental illness, though, where sometimes it can go zero to a hundred. No, yeah, I, I mean... However, I thought yes. it did have really smart things to say about class treatment, especially in the 70s. The disenfranchised. Exactly. The, the scene where he... Um, when the the caseworker says, "Yeah, they're cutting our, our funding," and he looks at her with like this like like not dead eyed but like dead serious, like where do I go for my meds now? Was soul crushing. And I have to say, and back me up on this, Walking Phoenix's performance in this was very good, and not just his acting, but his physical performance because he's Ugh. so scrawny, and there's some contortion fucking positions he when, puts himself in. When he's it's dancing not with the gun, the first but he's almost the, machinist, emaciated. Yes, and he's always covered in bruises, um, which I think I thought it was excellent. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was. Sure. I really like the fact that she actually called them koozies and not cozies because that's the correct pronunciation. So anyway. But um, like I said, no, just him covered in bruise and always being a little bit beaten. And I have to admit, when he first started having the romantic relationship, it creeped the fuck out. Because I'm sorry, random dude that follows you around, you're going to start dating and then it's revealed that it was a hallucination. Thank you. That makes so much more sense. Zazzy beats was amazing in this. Her her performance was so... she has now been in, like, two R-rated the millions two... of dollar-making movies based on comic Well, books. Joker is the highest-rated R-rated... Uh, highest-grossing. R-rated, movie, uh, uh, Sorry. R-rated movie of all time. Yeah. But her and Deadpool 2. Uh, yes. I was gonna say... I almost said Deadpool, but you're right. Like I said, she's been in both of those, and so good on her. But like I said, it's just... And like I said, when it's revealed, it's the hallucination, and then he randomly shows up in her apartment Mince. later. Ah! Oh, the minute she was like, what are you doing here? Like, don't you live down the hall? I was like, oh shit, he's been hallucinating. I mean, like, I... Well, it's just one of It wasn't even where... telegraphed. Like, it wasn't even... 
Like, you don't even think. It's not like when you have the big reveal in Fight Club and you realize, like, Tyler Durden's never been sitting next to him. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you're like, oh, well, if I would have known how telegraphed it was, I could rewatch like Joker, and it, it still doesn't seem like it was telegraphed at all. I'll talk about this again, but I'm really glad that they walked back that plot point. Yes. And it's also the fact that, and it's been like maybe a month, probably about over a month since I watched it. Mm-hmm. It has rewatchability. I totally want to watch it again. I don't think so, but... No, no. Well, like, wait a month or so, and then think about it, and maybe you'll want to watch it again. Okay, and yeah, give, give me that month distance, the way you have mean, it now. Like, I don't mean, like, watching it, you know, like, that Star was not Wars, one of those, where you see it every That was not one of those, days. like, I'm like, oh, I need to watch that immediately again. I was no. like, nope, I'm, I'm good. I'm talking about watching it a short period of time later for a little bit more insight. Absolutely. Like, like I said, it's been probably five weeks for me now, and yeah, I'd love to watch it again and maybe get a different look on it. You and I have talked about things that don't have rewatchability before, and it's kind of been, unfortunately, pointed out to me again recently, Watchmen really does not have rewatchability as a movie. Yes, it's a segue. Um, I will say, speaking of Watchmen real quick, and I'll probably talk about it later on, I haven't watched any of the HBO stuff, but I'm I, waiting. Hear, I hear nothing but good things. Like I said, I'm waiting. It seems like another one where it's I've good to I've heard it's emotionally so challenging. I've heard it's universe. like, I, I'm hearing really good stuff. Sorry. For what? I accidentally flapped my book. Sorry. That's a euphemism I never want to hear again. And that made it worse. Thank you, Doug. You're welcome. That's what I do. But like I said, I think Joker does have rewatchability. No, I don't want to watch it every fucking day. But I think occasionally, especially depending on your mental or emotional state, revisiting it's not a bad idea. I just, I don't think I got out of it what... I expected to, and, and, and I wasn't that's not expecting a bad anything, thing. like I told you. I also saw, like, literally, you know, a month, five weeks after it was released, so I, I had, so I had, like, the hype in it, like, and I didn't, I didn't walk in going, oh, this is going to be the best movie ever, but not only did I hear, like, it's not what you expect, I went, okay, I'll walk in not expecting a comic book movie, but, like, I didn't expect just the, like... There's the, some the very fine-tuned keys to emotional it is, it is very, it is, good way. It is very stripped down. It is very... It seems like almost micro-budget that I wasn't expecting. I have to tell you two things. One, I made a lot of jokes during the train scene that that was like the worst beating at the gathering of the Juggalos I've ever seen. The which train beating? When they're in the train and everybody's headed to the riot with the clown masks okay. on. Because it was that or when the yuppies no. beat him. And, and there's I, a lot of beatings in this movie. Well, it was the honest. 70s. Things were not dealt with the same way they're dealt with now. Did they have to make Thomas Wayne a dick? That seemed like that a was weird actually, character choice. That was choice. actually something else I wanted to talk about. This was supposedly an origin film. It wasn't really an origin film because you never get definitive answers well, on who he might actually be genetically. And as for the Thomas Wayne being a dick thing, we don't know. Maybe he's just trying to protect his family and Bruce, and she no, really is I don't completely think so. fucking I, I crazy. I think Francis Conroy is completely batshit crazy. I don't think he's got any connection to to Thomas Wayne other than what his mom put into his head. Like I said, maybe Thomas Wayne isn't being a dick in this. He's just trying to keep his family safe from a crazy person. No, but like you know, saying like anyone who looks like down on the upper class for doing something are clowns. Like once again, that's the class separation where he (coughs) saw him as somebody who had too much money. It wasn't necessarily how he was. Okay. It's just your perception. I just I, I didn't expect Same to be more about 
you're right. Like, and I'm sure if I watched it over again, like I get something different out of it. Cause I didn't expect to have all of the the, the talk of like disenfranchised, like the, the the final like Joker riot or so to speak, the clown riot. Like I didn't. And like they kept talking about the like, the fucking trash uh, strike. I mean, I, mean, I get, I get it was a metaphor. Was, like I said, the trash strike was a major thing in the late 70s in London and brought on the punk scene a great deal. <coughs> That's true. That's true. Sorry. Well, and the same in the... the in, in, uh, New York had that huge... I have, I have um, no idea. I'm sorry. The man behind, behind you has consumption and is fucking dying. I got two guns. One for each of you. But like I said, no. I, I really liked it. But I mean, my new thing going into movies is basically zero expectations. And that has actually done me a huge service. Especially a, on something like Joker, like absolutely. Like I said, on a lot of different films where... And I mean, even with sequels in particular, I don't go in with expectations. Why? Because I still want to enjoy it and somebody spent money on it. I mean, are there a lot of sequels that super suck? Absolutely. But there are sequels that are... And not even just like a sequel, but an adjacent fucking property. No, Godfather 2, Empire Strikes Back. Sorry. The Irishman is playing now. Literally nothing about that film makes me want to watch it. What's that? It's Scorsese. Oh, the the Irishman. Yeah, no, no. Though they were running like this weird like Scorsese like marathon on AMC and it was like a Bronx Maybe Tale it's and then three and a half fucking hours long. What what are we on? The Irishman. It's three and a half fucking hours long. Jesus. Yes. That's longer and than Endgame and like no one has Infinity Stones. Actually, my exact words were that's longer than Lord of the Rings. And it's also the fact that people don't make mob movies anymore because you're gonna have a really hard time topping Casino and The Godfather. Um, I get that you got Pacino and fucking Pesci and De Niro, but of course, like, but locks for a monster movie. Three and a half fucking hours. I'm not Scorsese. I'm not gonna pretend to understand the creative. I don't. What are you looking at me like that for? Like, I didn't make it. It's just like, one of those. You're looking like, at me for an apology. I'm like, I don't I'm know. Not looking at you for an apology. It's just one of those. I get that maybe he's stuck in a rut or in a mindset, but. Who gave him money for this? It might have been part and parcel with him producing Joker. Hugo? Huh? Hugo? Did he really produce Hugo? That was a long time ago and I was making a joke. Just another one of those films that, that, was, like, that a lot of money was that, poured like, into. That clockwork was boy movie from... Two, early 2000s? Yeah, I was trying to think of who directed Mid-2000s? it. Mid-2000s? Well, like I said, it, it's just it another. It was none of the one of those that was pushed really hard and had a lot of money poured into it, and it did not return what they thought they were expecting. Polar Express. Um, not even gonna pretend to cough when I say it. Still creepy. Wow. Still fucking creepy. Okay. Well, should we move on to sequels? Sure. What do we got? I watched Zombieland too. I have not seen it yet. It is in my queue. I have heard it's good, but not as good as the first. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was an excellent sequel. It is shorter than you think it is. It's only about 90 minutes. But I think that's actually... 90 minutes? Yeah. Hour and a half. I think that's about the right... Like I said, I think it's about the right... uh, I was going to say length or something like that. I thought they were very smart. They did character growth, but they did not do crazy character growth. And especially with Woody Harrelson, yeah, they gave his character a little bit of growth, but not so much he stopped being the character you fell in love with in Zombieland. Okay. Like I said, I actually very much appreciated it. Unfortunately, because of my work, I associate it with something douchey, but still. 
we the had end a, of Venom? No, we had a special menu that I really fucking hated because of that movie. Uh, Mostly involving Twinkies. Uh, of course. Exactly. Uh, um, I have no segue off of sequels. It's really nice to see um, Eisenberg doing something that's a little bit less... Over the top-ish? I was going to say playful. I was going to say more playful, a little bit less serious. Okay. But that's pretty much exactly what you're saying. Well, but I mean, he was over the top in, in um, Superman versus Batman. He Supposedly that makes sense if we know the script and maybe saw everything. It doesn't. They're talking, they're talking Snyder, they're, uh, talking Snyder release for... for what, three years? Like I said, maybe it does make more sense that way. It did not make sense in what we saw. No, so, like but Joe Maganello is Deathstroke's. I want that so bad. And I've been watching Titans. That gives me like... Oh, Titans has been super fucking good. Let's talk about Titans. Uh, so season two is almost over. Um, it has been renewed for three and is... It's always been kind of it's dark. A critical, it's, it's a critical it's, darling. Like I said, no, it's, it's very much well liked. Oh, it's... It is it's not dork. in the like I said. It is not in the greatest place for people to access it. Oh, the DC streaming. Yeah. No, Warner Brothers isn't pushing it as hard as Disney. But then again, I think honestly, if they've made a deal with Netflix or Hulu, well, they're not going to because then they're losing to, money. But like I but said, I mean, it would have been available to a much larger audience. But you look at but you look at what they. I mean, but like what they've put out has been fantastic. Titans, Swamp Thing, Swamp um, Thing got canceled real fast. Not their fault. Well, sort of someone's someone's fault. I really wish people could see my face. Uh, it was actually a uh, a numbers thing. Uh, did you ever hear about that? Yes, I did. Yeah. And the thing is, I think we may have actually. I might have been the right thing is good. And they had critical such, darling, like gothic I said, horror. No, like I said, like, they had such great aspirations for it and could have taken it in so many interesting and really different places. Except for some bean counter didn't carry the one. Like I said, they got effed in the A. Yeah. Um, is it anybody's fault? Yeah, some dickwads. But still. Titan season two, I love that they're, they have episodes that basically every episode is about a character. So you get your character development, you, and it moves along the plot fairly well. Um, but you have, they've introduced um, Deathstroke's children, Jericho and Rose. Yeah. Um, they've introduced Connor, Connell. Well, not Connell, but Connor, uh, Superboy. Huh? What does Rose become? Rose becomes uh, the uh, Ravenger. The Raven. I'm like, it starts with a WR. Um, but they I have. Was gonna say the but Raven. they have um, uh, Jason Todd Robin, which I've been waiting for his number to get called, and it still hasn't happened. But I do like that they kind of have him being like the Dick Robin, not like Dick Grayson. I mean, like the actual penis Robin. Like he is an asshole. Like, hey, worst porno name ever. The actual penis Robin. Actual penis Grayson. Penis Grayson? You just call him penis Grayson, right? Grayson mode activated. Engage. Anyway. Um, Sorry, go ahead. But I love that they focus on, like, you know, you have a couple episodes that focus on Rose and Connor and Jericho. Do you feel like it's even? Or do you feel yes. like they're focusing? Oh, absolutely. Okay. No, like I said. I mean, there was a, there no, were. No complaints. There were like about, I think love a, two more shots. Yes. Uh, I think there was like a maybe two or three episode run right in the middle where um, 
you see some development with uh, Coriander, uh, Starfire, and then she kind of, like, they kind of, like, ignore that for a while to focus on what's going on with Hawk and Dove, and, you know, what's going on with Deathstroke, what he's doing to the Titans, and, and Jericho. But you don't feel like they're throwaway episodes, no, God, right? Because, no. I mean, no. we've all had throwaway no. episodes and filler episodes. No, if it I, there's makes not, sense there's in not the one. character and season progression, then it's fine. I haven't, I haven't seen you. the most recent episode, but so far there's not been a throwaway episode. Or a carrier episode. Mm. Okay, if I had to choose one, I would I'm say it's the one where. One. No, no, but I. Upon further reflection, it's the one where Dick Grayson feels so guilty over his part in Jericho's death, which he. Grayson says. So I'm not calling him Dick. Um, Grayson says, I killed Just Jericho. Say Nightwing, but okay. Not yet. That's my whole thing. I'm getting there in a second. So he's, he's, he's done with the whole Robin thing. He's letting. Jason Todd run with it. But he feels so guilty over his part in Jericho's death, even though he did not, it actually did not kill Jericho. Deathstroke did, which, much like he did in the comics. Um, but Dick Grayson feels so tormented over his, um, his part in that death that he actually, like, assaults uh, officers in a train station and gets himself basically arrested. So, is it a rage reaction, or is it just something he's trying to do to balance himself? He's, exactly, he's trying to balance himself. So, and then while he's in jail, he ends up helping these two people, uh, these two um, illegal immigrants, um, escape the Bell Rev, uh, which I love that they, have, they threw Bell Rev in there, it's just an Easter egg, uh, Bell Rev Penitentiary, because they're going to be um, extradited to, like, Corto Maltese or some war-torn. It's the very much like how... Um, in Mexico, they say, oh, give us asylum, because if you don't, the gangs are going to kill us. You know, the the cartels are going to kill us. So a desperation move. Of the immigrants coming to America? Yeah. Yes. Um, and obviously, they don't want to be deported, because then they'll be automatically, like, executed. Um, they and they keep to, talking... They but they, to go. But the, but the immigrants keep talking about this, like, this, like, this, like, bird of the night that, like, take, takes people on their, like, on its wings and helps them, and I'm like... Bird, wing, night, bird, wing, night, wing, bird, got it. So like, is it's it a, just because it's stuck in your head, or you think they're pushing it that hard? It's just that if you don't know the continuity in the comics, I think they're trying to set up that there's this kind of mythic idea of not only DeGrayson becoming his own person, but becoming this thing to help people, and he'll take the name Nightwing from it. So you think they're setting up some idealism? Yeah, um, the fact that he keeps hallucinating Bruce Wayne, um, and that hallucination is basically guilt-driven, which, once again, guilt drives Bruce Wayne, um, but that Dick Grayson is starting to get out from under that hallucination. I guess the more I talk about it, the more it's still character-driven, and not a throwaway episode. It's super character-driven. I do have to bring up the fact that I recently had a conversation with a co-worker, because he was wearing a Nightwing cap, and I'm like... Is that a Nightwing cap? He's like, yes, and was like weirdly fucking protective about it. But that might just be because he probably has gotten fucking annoyed before by people thinking it was like a Falcon or something like that. Sports old Nightwing teams. logo? Old, old Nightwing. Yeah, like the old, like the really chunky yeah. one? Yeah. That's the one they've been pushing in um Like I said, maybe he Titans. just got people thinking it was a sports hat or something like that. And then I talked to him about the fact that I really do think if Grayson 
hadn't been so mentally strong, he really would have just fucking ended up as Diego from Umbrella Academy. Diego. Oh, Kraken. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, He's just such a sad... Diego, specifically, Netflix version, not comic version. Okay. Like I said, Diego, Netflix version. Just because he is so fucking sad and pathetic and such a little bitch that cannot yeah, fucking it, do anything. And, you know, Grayson grew the In the, in the comics, he, he rails against um, You told me both him and Space Boy are a little bit more... Especially in that, like, I think, did we, we were talking about when I read the third book, yes. right? Until Oblivion, yeah. yeah. But like I said, it's just, yeah. Um, do you want to jump to movie, TV show, cartoon? Surprise me. Dealer's so, Choice. Huh? Dealer's Choice. Like I said, I only have one cartoon on here. I've been working through it for quite a while now. I have more now. than that. <laughs> I said, I've been working through it for quite a while now, but I finally caught up on Steven Universe. Nice. I still hate one of the main characters so fucking much. Steven or the universe? One of the gems. Her name's Pearl. And the white one? Uh, not white, but like albino looking. Yes. And she is just so fucking self-centered. And yeah, they grow her character throughout the series and even in the movie. They round her out and make her a little bit more of her own person. <laughs> round Pearl didn't. God, I'm going to kick you in the dick right now. Grayson. I'm going to call, start calling you Grayson. So, long story short, I like Steven Universe. I hate Pearl. I cannot believe the movie was a fucking, fucking musical. They've had songs the entire really? series, but the movie really pushed a lot of the songs really hard. And I don't know if that was a creative choice or what they thought people wanted, but I did not care for it. You know what I forgot watching the last season of Big Mouth is that every episode has a musical piece. God, I totally forgot about that as well. Uh, moving on. Third season's actually really good. Uh, we can briefly touch on The Rookie. It's uh, hold on, do I, do, I get, do I get a cartoon? Do I get a cartoon? Hold on, do I get oh, a yeah, cartoon? Absolutely. Hold on, do I get a cartoon? Uh, do you have a stroke or a stutter? Jesus. Little column A, little column B. I'm going to call it a stroker. A strutter? Not a strutter? I like stroker. Mm. Uh, and now I'm well, do you want to get stuck in, in my head. Do you want to get into Rick and Morty? That's all you. You not watched the new I've been really fucking busy at work. But is it basically my time off from work is seeing a movie, doing grocery shopping, and cooking for the week. That's all I do. Well, your epic fail is that Rick and Morty's not on that list. Uh, I will. She's flipping me off, folks. I hope you can Peace see among this because I'm doing this as hard as I can. I told him it means peace among worlds. Isn't that hilarious? Uh, the new season of Rick and Morty. The, I haven't watched the second episode, but the first episode is very reminiscent of um, the first episode from like the pilot, uh, where Rick and Morty go and find kind of a MacGuffin of what are called death crystals that allow you to see uh, any way that you could die. I have to say, one of the things I always appreciated about Rick and Morty is you never know who's the real Rick and who's the real Morty. Go ahead. Well, I, I, I assume C-134 about... or whatever our designation is, I consider our real Rick and Morty. Yeah, to oh, ourselves. Oh, no, but they're on that other to... Earth now where they actually died, so they're not even our... We're the Cronenberger Earth. Motherfucker. Like I said, you never know who's the real Rick and who's the real Morty. And I um, mean, I actually always liked that because, I mean unreliable narrator but I will say um, 
huge return to form. Um, and I mean, I've loved every season, I've loved every episode, uh, but this one, you're a, I don't know how you want to, what you want to consider A and B, they really do not have an A and B they story, really it's more like just two stories going concurrently, which, yes, I know, is the definition of A and B story, but A tends to be the lead story. Um, I would suppose the A story is Rick being uh, rerouted every time he dies. Uh, through a different Phoenix, uh, the different Phoenix protocol. Remember uh, Tiny Rick? And he goes, "Oh, like I'm not gonna do with the clones of me anymore. Like screw the Phoenix op- operation or whatever it is. Listen to the what is it? Listen to the Elliot Smith. But anyway, but he his consciousness his consciousness keeps getting rerouted to different uh, Phoenix things like, throughout like the Rickiverse or whatever you want to call it. And about 99% of them are him being an anthropomorphic animal." And then that world's Rick being a Nazi, being a fascist, fascist shrimp, fascist teddy bear, like, fucking hilarious. Um, the thing is that I get that that's funny, but it's also kind of an easy trope. Uh, and Rick does make a joke about that. And I that. mean, you and I can talk about this for eternity. Being a fascist or being a dictator seems like a great way to make someone's life awesome. However, no. It does ruin. No. It it does ruin. Uh, the first, when the first uh, fascist Rick and Morty that you see, uh, fascist Morty kills fascist Rick. If I can do this without stuttering or stroking, um, and because he goes, fascism like they don't have fun anymore, and he goes, I just want to go on an adventure. Like there's no meta reference, which I thought was really funny. Um, do you have finishing thoughts? Yes. Uh, well, the B story is uh, Morty following the crystal. Uh, to figure out like how his future with Jessica will, how he ends like dying with Jessica, and he ends up being a complete uh, Akira creature. Okay, that's awesome. That's it completely and totally fucking awesome. Fucking amazing. Uh, the way they get out of it when they say like Morty ends up making like a weird sound that makes everyone forgive him, so it's a complete reset. Like it, I'm telling you, it's it's both like he, he made a brown note. Basically. Makes he basically meant, made a mental brown note. My whole and life is a mental brown note. That's a sure. Um, I have many others. Let me know. All right, uh, but I mean, I'm 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 psyched that they're going to be doing kind of classic adventures mixed with, and they've said this like, you know, the high concept A B stuff. They're going to get into like, all, everything with the family. Um, I did want to make one comment there is that recently Dan Harmon has discussed slash mentioned, although it's Dan Harmon's, we never know how serious he is, okay. that he will always love community more than Rick and Morty. Well, community was so much more. I'm him. waiting for my movie. We got, did, our, we, we got, we got our six, six seasons, seasons, didn't we? Where's my fucking movie? And I mean, all of the community actors have gone on to do great other things. But I yeah, still they're want, all in Russo Brothers movies now. But like I said, I still want a movie. And the thing is, I literally cannot think of a fucking episode of Community that could be stretched into a movie. But like, I mean, it would have to have to deal with like evil Abed, and the Russos have already done that. Both evil Abed and in Marvel. Continue. Worst timeline. Paintball episode. Can you make, can you make that at least 90 minutes, if not yes. longer? 
will people Between want me, to Dan Harmon, and the Russo no, brothers? No, yes. People want to watch that at least 90 minutes, if not longer. Because I don't know. Uh, it, ba- no, it, I it would be based, it was based on the viewership numbers from Yahoo. <laughs> oh, we're fucked now. No, apparently they were like really good. Yeah, for that, not for everything else. And they yeah, but I mean, like, you know, the Serenity movie failed. Like, what do you want? But it's also just one of those where Yahoo should have realized they should not have tried Screen. Should not have tried? Screen. Yahoo Screen. Oh, okay. Bad timing. Was that what it was under? I thought it was just, like, Yahoo... Well, no, it was Yahoo Screen. Was that, like, their big, like, they opening didn't know. gambit? They, they did three originals. Community's the most well-known. Go ahead, yeah, look up, I... go ahead and look up the other two. No, I'm good. Yeah, keep living your life. Oh, really? Were they bad ideas? No. Was it the right platform? No. Ever. Like I said, I did want to actually jump to something else when you were talking about mostly Nazis and fascists. I saw Jojo Rabbit. I want to see that so fucking bad. It looks so good. Beyond rewatchability. Phenomenal rewatchability. And I mean, it's not like we weren't a fan of the director already. Right. I have loved him since what we do in the shadows. I'm right there with him. But I mean, I mean Thor, Thor, Thor three. Fucking Ragnarok, yeah. Uh, uh, did you see the what is it the land of the uh, wilder people or whatever that was? No. With the kid from Deadpool two. No. So good. Um, exactly. So good. I don't know if it's done yet, but he's currently actually working on a documentary about New Zealand filmmakers for a very yeah. specific set of years. He's also in The Mandalorian. So, because of my work and where I go to see my movies, we always do a bunch of pre-movie stuff that is not actually commercials. It's more just random things that have to do with the film. They totally showed us a bunch of his student films. They are so bad and hilarious. They are amazing. I want to go to there. Pretty much. So, Jojo Rabbit. There's been films done about children that were specifically affected by Hitler Youth before. Specifically, like I was thinking Swing Kids, but yeah, fine. We'll go with Sophie's Choice. Those kids were affected by Hitler. I said Hitler Youth. Which is, like I said, you know Hitler Youth is the requirement yeah, yeah. for, yeah, like I said. It's fantastic. And in, the only thing I will say about it, and this is not a bad thing at all, is that it was a really good balance of humor and really vulnerable emotional stuff. Okay. And the only reason that it wasn't Sophie's Choice or fucking Schindler's List hard is that it was a very well-balanced satire. Well, it was something like, I've heard it... Like, Favorably compared to like the, said, the no, Great Dictator like with said, Charlie no, Chaplin. Like I said, it was an incredibly well-balanced satire where it had things that were so emotionally hard to deal with and that you weren't expecting. I was kind of frankly surprised I did not cry. Wow. And I don't cry in movies. I literally cannot even think of the last time I cried in a movie. Toy Story 3 for me? No, didn't cry. But like I said, it you was You wooden so, monster. Like I said, it was one of and those... And not even the part where they're all going to die. As like a the smart, end when they get, like, given that little girl. Rehomed. Huh? Rehomed. They all got rehomed. Just that rehomed sounds sad. But like I said, it was just, like, all smart satires. Sorry, Burp. It was so well balanced that you could take in all of the hard truths they were telling you mm. and not just go home and lay in a fucking puddle. 
you were like, yeah, those things happened, but these other people were working to make it different. So maybe awful things happen in the world. That's just fucking life. You need to try and make it a better place. Fucking cast, but... Um, super good. I have to tell you, I did almost get smacked in the face. Not literally, but metaphorically. Because it opens up with a German cover of I Want to Hold Your Hand. And closes with a German cover of We Can Be Heroes. And I named both of those within two beats. Hold on. I, I do want to say this, speaking of unintentionally funny. I want to go back to Joker real quick. Absolutely. But it's, it's the same type of thing, where it's a very difficult movie to process. It has a lot of rewatchability. I left at the most inappropriate time in Joker. And That's I want to know life. It is. But I want to know if like, you're with me on this one. Okay. It's the part where after Joker kills the fat guy that gave him the gun, uh, Randall, and then he lets the midget go. Okay. And he's like... Oh God, the midget trying to... I'm oh sorry. Yeah. The short person trying to go nope. for the door handle. No, and like the chain is like oh. four inches above him, and you're like... Oh, he just escaped death, and he's like, I can't get out. The Could thing you is, and I get that it was because he was short that they included that, but everybody has had that situation in their life, but no like, matter how tall is, they are, where they just can't reach what they but need. But that is a genius, genius level, and I mean like satire, like Andy Kaufman genius level, like sight gag, where it's like, and the wee person is let go from this horrible situation but he can't get out of the door and he has to go to the killer re-Joker and go can you let me out and Joker's like oh yeah of course sorry <laughs> didn't realize you couldn't but reach it's just one of those and I was just like in that- ah! like I openly like couldn't contain how weirdly like that's what they use to break the tension of this like violent murder scene. But it's also just one of those things where that's a realistic situation where in your life there are lots of things you have to do that you never want to fucking do just to survive. No, I throw it in there with the same thing from uh, the last season, I'll bring it back, uh, Rick and Morty, where they have the, um, that planet that's like in a immortality field. And they have the two kids like chasing each other with a gun and they keep shooting each other. And then the brother finally shoots his sister when it's been like deactivated. And he's like, sister? And I'm like, um, they just killed a kid as a throwaway gag. Like that, I laughed at inappropriately. Anyway, I don't know what made me think of that. Oh, because we were talking about inappropriate laughter with, Jojo you know, Rabbit. Hitler. Um, so... Ending comments on Jojo Rabbit. It really is a brilliant fucking satire and also just a good movie in general. The thing that I inappropriately laughed at in Jojo Rabbit. Should I spoiler or no? Uh, please don't. It's not a real spoiler? Okay, if it's not a real spoiler. Because I do really want to see it. So, obviously, they're in fucking wartime Germany, right near the end of the war. The lead character who ends up being called Jojo Rabbit, there's a reason behind that, but I won't go into it, is basically just eating broth is the only food that's available. It's wartime fucking Germany. What do you expect? His imaginary friend Hitler eating roasted unicorn. Uh, that's in one of the trailers. It just has no context. 
and there really is no context. It's just the fact that his imaginary friend is literally the greatest person in the entire world and always taken care of. And he should be eating roasted unicorn. Throughout the movie, he becomes completely and utterly disenchanted with Hitler Youth and particularly Hitler and realizes that is not... Hold another round, please. Sure. Like I said, it's not the person he should be worshipping and looking up to. So is that two just Thank you. She motioned for two. Um, well, thank you for that. I love when you out me. Uh, did you want to do TVs or movies? Uh, let's it do... It is your turn. I got nothing but video games at this point. Continue. Alright, well... Which always just I've makes me playing... think of Electric 6. Stop. Continue. Exactly. So, um... I've been basically leapfrogging games, and if you follow Nerd Vomit, then you'll know, like, I kind of have been being interrupted by games that are highly anticipated while I'm playing other games that I just I, I like. I mean, I like all of them. Um, but I'd gotten more than halfway through Days Gone and then Borderlands 3 came out. So I had to play Borderlands 3. Once that was done, I went back to Days Gone and beat that. Started playing Control, which I'll talk about in a moment. And Control's interrupted by uh, Star Wars Fallen Order. Um, Control is... Fantastic. I'm actually going to bring up the, this character a, a couple times through my reviews. But I had a friend who um, basically described Control as if Nathan Drake and Jean Grey had a baby and raised it in the Upside Down. That is the most accurate Which, by the description. Way, I know they finally cast Nathan Drake and it's not fucking Nathan Fillion and everybody can suck it. I. Is that really who's playing Nathan Drake? It's not. If it was, I'd be okay with it. No, I mean, like, who they actually cast. Like, I know he joined the cast. Is he going to be that's, Nathan Drake? That's what people are saying. Oh, we're going like to... Okay, on, let, me get through, I'm, I'm, let me get through control. And, I'm going to look it up right now. Because I heard, like, unnamed role, and he better not be... What? Finish your thought. Okay, because this should take precedence, but I'm in the middle of a review. Um... So, basically, Nathan Drake, if you don't know, is the main character in the Uncharted uh, video game franchise. Uh, kind of a treasure hunter... I don't know, what would you call him? Kind of no, an Indiana Jonesy... That feels better. Oh, thank God. Still not great, uh, having played but the games. But it feels we'll, better. We'll, we'll talk about... It. Yeah, it does feel better. Doesn't feel good, but it feels better. Um, but kind of Thanks, a... Uh, basically, I mean, he really is like... Mal Reynolds from Firefly. Well, um, that's why we always thought like, it would be Nathan Fillion. I yes. guess that his age doesn't match up anymore, but... He can still do it. Um, he released a self-produced um, short with uh, him as Nathan Drake, I think, last year. Maybe. I thought it was before that, but okay. Maybe to your sauce. But anyway, uh, Control's basically, you're this woman with a mysterious past, uh, but with uh, telekinetic powers who wanders into this like Bureau of Control building, after it's been like quarantined and like locked down with this thing called the hiss, which is like from the dark side of the psychic Watch out. astral. She's got the hiss. I think I've dated one of those, but anyway. You need the pussy canary. That's right, we're bringing it back. Uh, side note. You have a gun that changes uh, configurations from shotgun to um, regular gun to. 
I've got that and like a speed, like a, almost like an uh, submachine gun. Uh, but pales in comparison to my psychic powers. Uh, and the building actually changes as you use your psychic powers. So it's like an ever-changing, like, Mobius strip of fucking, like, the building moving and changing and doorways and astral uh, aberrations. Uh, like I said, I'm only like... Aberrations. Uh, aberrations? I said that right. Aberrations. No, aberrations. I really just like fighting with Not you. apparitions. I said aberrations. No, I said, and I'm saying abor... No, now you're making me say it. Yeah, like to a bore. Oh, come on, like I can't things fuck that, with you a little bit. No, I got a fucking degree in English. Um, um, I do I hate to tell you this, we do need to speed up a little. Got it. Um, control. So fun. Like I said, the the gun. I thought, oh shit, changing gun pales in comparison to the deepening mysteries and my own telekinetic powers. Like I said, I only got ten percent into it really uh, because. Uh, Star Wars Fallen Order came out and I want to prioritize it. Um, what I call Control a palate cleanser, as you said off air. No, I want to play Control and I want to. I actually uh, spent extra money on the season pass, which has got two like new DLCs. Um, I look forward to like getting because of the stories. Like I don't even know what the fuck's going on. It's one of those where I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But do you um, know what you need to do? No. No, like, it's God, I hate it's games bonkers. like that. I get that people um, like them. That's not a me thing. I will talk about Fallen Order next week as we so talk about Star Wars. About uh, but, yes, well, I was going to say, so far, the Fallen Order has been very much um, Nathan Drake or Uncharted with a lightsaber. It's a lot of, like, melee combat, climbing and shit. I'd watch Nathan Drake with a lightsaber. Uh-huh. I wouldn't play it. I'd watch it. It's not as fun watching, believe me. Mm-hmm. But we, uh, the news that, uh, Mark Wahlberg, thank you, Mark Wahlberg had joined the Uncharted movie with Tom Holland, gave rise to my fear that, um, Mark Wahlberg would be like an adult, Nick Drake, Nathan Drake, and you're fine. Um, no, which would be the only person I've pictured in my head is Nathan Villian, and I get it, Nathan Villian, or a no name, or a no name. That's the only way it's got to be. Like I can adjust it. Can you imagine fucking Mark Wahlberg as Nathan Drake? Especially because it's Mark Wahlberg. And I get the fact that he's actually pretty talented. And he's tried to expand his repertoire. It's still fucking Mark Wahlberg. I don't believe him as a science teacher. And the plants are going to fucking kill us all. Hey, guys. Also, it's I a found trans- a treasure. Yeah, you it's and I me, were going to say Nathan this. Drake. I'm like, you know, I got like a compass and shit. Like, no. No, God, no. No, no, no. Okay, but so apparently, moving on. he's been cast as Sully, which I'm still like, okay. Well, shouldn't it be David Duchovny? That's Mulder and that was, that Scully. Was a, that was a joke, and you know it. I would watch Mulder and Sully. I'll tell you that much. That'd be a really good show. Oh my god, it'd be so good. So I actually do want to talk about Nathan Fillion for a couple minutes. Yes, and we'll we'll end on we'll end on that. So it was never anything that made me watch it week to week, and it was never as good as, you know, basically Castle or Firefly. But Nathan, I was going to say Fillion is now in season two of The Rookie. I like procedurals. Do I watch it? Yes. But do I anticipate it every week? No. And the jump from season one to season two, they lost one of the lead actresses. I'm not even going to go into that. They're trying to force us to care a lot more about the other characters than we really should. Okay. The opposite of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. 
while we actually care about the other characters as opposed to Peralta. I'm sorry, I really love a lot of the other characters. I mean, it's Terry Crews. I love, uh, now I can't think of the Pretty fucking actress's name, uh, Beatrice, whatever her name is. Just say Rosa. Yeah, Rosa. She's been. Like, Everybody loves Rosa, she's a, and she's actually been very groundbreaking and very fucking open. And, well, and she's been like doing a bunch of voice acting lately. So like, I start hearing her voice in things, and it's like, she was the voice of the New Green Lantern in the last Justice League or uh, DC animated. Um, I, I felt fucking in love with Rosa in the first season, when they're when Jake is trying to talk to all of them about what they do when they're in a stump or a no hitter, and she's like, I go to Canada go into a bar and bang somebody without ever exchanging names. And he's like, that sounds like a great idea, I'll do that. After that, I was already fucking completely sold into Rose's character. She was always the more you an find out about her, like, awesome When she starts dating, like, Holt's, like, nephew or whatever. Uh, who I want to say was Nick Cannon. I want to say Nick Cannon. Who I've never liked in anything, but continue. I didn't like him in uh, Mariah uh, Mari Carey. <laughs> The man has that the most fuck sexual joke. fucking charger attraction ever. No, he's just kind of there. No, he really is just a body. Oh, that's why Mariah Carey had kids with him, isn't it? He's just a body. Oh, I would have thought Nick Cannon wasn't... Uh, I, th- I would have thought that was a nickname. Moving on, I did want to talk about um, Stumptown, which, one, I watch because I like procedurals, but two, it's the new Colby Smolder show. Yes. So, Robin is now a... Phone ringing. Just talk over it. Is that Robin is now a war veteran who is a detective in a very small town. I want to say Oregon, but it might be Washington? I could also be completely wrong, because I know they're very near an Indian reservation. Probably Oregon. Like I said, probably Oregon. Like I said, I like... So she's basically bottomed out Maria Hill. Kind of. Yeah. But like I said, they're doing a lot of really good things to it. She takes care of her younger brother, whose name, I want to say, is Ansel. Yeah, they both have weird names. Her name is Dax, his name is Ansel. Okay. I was going to say, she takes care of her young brother, Ansel, who is actually, I want to say, Down Syndrome. But very smart, very sweet, and very emotionally aware of everything that's going on. I have to say, they've done a few weird things development-wise, because they want to make it very well known that she doesn't like to get emotionally connected, especially in a romantic love kind of way. And she also hallucinates Hitler. I said to any dude that she's banging. Did she bang a lot? She does. Like I said, her best friend in the series, they met from a random one-night stand. They've only ever Is that the ex-convict character? Yes. Okay. Like I said, they've only ever... I'm aware of it tangentially. They've only ever had sex the once, but they are incredibly close and totally trust each other and are, for the most part, pretty honest. However, in the first fucking episode, they connect her to a cop who's working on a specific series of people, but they also basically put him as her romantic significant other. And then maybe four or five episodes in, they finally introduce the fact that she's actually bi. And on the note of saying bye, unfortunately, I think the music's getting a little loud, so I think we should wrap up. Great. I won't get to talk about any of the awesomes. Sorry for the uh, abrupt end. Uh, 
Prodigal All the Son red shirts are is, dead. Like I said, Prodigal Son is probably my replacement for Criminal Minds, starring Jesus from The Walking Dead. Oh, is that what he's doing now? Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange, enjoyable, would have been better as a miniseries, has a lot of difference from the books. You should all go see Parasite. Sorry, folks. Uh, talk to you next month. I got no outro. No outro. It's fine. We'll find a new place. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like Exotic Liability, No Applause, Just the Clap, and Black Falls. We can be found at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for The BACN on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Oh, yeah.